Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Some Supervision Required, a podcast that's been on hiatus for quite some time now, but is finally back to bring you some fresh content and entertainment. I hope you guys missed me. Today's guest is a phenom. She is beautiful, super smart and articulate, a content creation queen, part-time Instagram influencer, part-time TikTok creator, full-time bad bitch. Without further ado, welcome Melissa Cecily. Hi, I'm so excited to be here <laughs> and to be on my on a first episode of of a podcast. I've never done a podcast or anything like that, so I'm super excited. I have no idea how that could be true because you're so personable. Like your content is amazing. You have really good perspectives on everything. I mean, like one of the reasons I brought you on here was not just because like you're fun, but I think you actually would bring a perfect perspective um, to this sort of topic that we're that we're doing today, right? So. As you know, probably know, this podcast is not just about dating or anything about, but about relationships, forming relationships with your friends, your, your, you know, in your case, your boyfriend, um, or whoever it may be. But most of the time, fucking A, my mom's calling me, me. <laughs> going to have to edit that okay. out. Uh, but most of the time it's, it's me interviewing a lot of my guests that, for the most part, have been single. So I haven't really had the chance to talk to somebody who's been in a long-term relationship or their perspective or how, if they even have one. Like my friends that are have been in relationships for a very long time, every time that I talk to them or I, I even bring up the podcast, they're like, dude, we just can't relate. We, we can't relate to everything that it is that you're talking about because they've been together for so long. They're in a different stage of life, I think. Um, so I thought you would be a perfect person to ask about that because you have the opposite problem that I have, right? So like- Literally the opposite. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I always find myself in a relationship. I don't know what it is with me. I'm like addicted to them. And like, you know, before I know it, I'm like, whoa, there's another relationship. So- Are you a serial monogamist? I think I am. I really am. And I'm a very jealous person too. So maybe it stems from that, but- once I find my crew, I'm with that crew, whether it's like a person, a relationship, friendships. Um, and yeah, I really like to have um, a set relationship that I get comfortable in. And I think that's how I thrive. So you've been in a long term relationship now for like almost five years, right? Um, four. <laughs> oh, I got nervous. Four. <laughs> you said the and word then- five, which is a milestone. And you're like, oh, shit, no. Yeah, not yet, not quite. But before this, I was in another four-year relationship. And then before that, I was in a two-year relationship. So you can say I'm a relationship connoisseur. Um, I definitely like dating um, long-term. But I think what I actually struggle with more than anything is being single, clearly. Oh, my God. Which is really funny because you're – so I'm always talking about – I'm like, I – in one of the episodes that, that I'm doing, you know, I've been struggling with the fact that I'm turning 30 in a few months and I'm like, oh my God, I'm 30. So I feel old and everything. And I'm sure everyone that just heard this, that like you've been in like relationships forever is probably thinking you're my age and you're not, you're actually significantly younger than me. So you really, really have been in just like back to back relationships. Super. Yeah. I'm 24 years old and I've been dating. Oh man. Like for more than more than a third of my life, I feel. <laughs> right? But I love math. that. Pro- pro- I, you know what? I do podcasts because I'm not good at math. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but probably. I mean, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. So you sort of fall into, like, again, 
I have a lot of friends that have been in long-term relationships. I now do have friends that have been single and obviously a lot of them have been on the show and have talked about their dating woes and everything. Um, but for the most part, like my friends are in that stage where they're, and this is what's so unique about you, right? Like they are more of the, we're already married. We've got two or two kids or one on the way or something like that. They're just in a completely different space. Whereas you, I think it's a little different because while you have been in this very long-term relationship, you are super independent and you're still sort of in like that that perfect time period of, you know, exploring yourself and what it is that you want out of life and what your boyfriend wants out of his life. And so you're not in this like domesticated mentality of, you know, oh, well, I have a boyfriend now. So literally my next step is to, you know, move in with him, get married, have kids by the time that I'm 25, which again is not a bad thing. I always say like, I, I always talk about this, but I never mean it in a bad way. I just sort of mean it in, as a, in a very customary, like Miami type of of course vibe. I mean, the pressure is always on to be that domestic, you know, person where you take care of the other person and you naturally, as a female, like you want to have, um, you know, the, like certain societal expectations, you feel the pressure of that. So I wouldn't say that that is necessarily my case. I really enjoy the the partnership and the friendship that col- that comes along with being in a relationship. I don't feel in a rush to be domesticated, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that more and more now, like couples move in together before they get married and have children. And, you know, that date is just pushed back more and more every year that that um, goes on. So I don't feel that pressure per se. And there's like two aspects of being in a relationship, right? Like there's that domestic aspect, which is like really nice and like feeling comforted and safe and taken care of. But then the other aspect of it is that that person kind of becomes your best friend and you guys go on all these adventures and experience life. And in my case, I feel like every relationship that I've been in so far, just because I'm 24, I've really grown up with the person as well. I love that. So we had actually talked to one of my friends who, because one of the questions that I asked her, my friend Val, she's been in a relationship with her boyfriend. I don't want to say the wrong number, so I'm just going to say a a few years. Okay. (laughs) Um, okay. But I had asked her, you know, like, does she have trouble relating to her single friends? And if that's the case, like, does her advice come from a different place? So I'll play her clip now in, in terms of what she said. I feel like I'm every year, I feel like I grow more, Um, you know, even, and it's funny, we've spoken about this in the past, like even with the way that I uh, feel like I'm not necessarily like the hugging type or the sweeter, you know, Hey, give me a deal hug. Like, I feel like Marcos has taught me so much that um, yeah, I, I don't think I would be in the same position like mentally if I was single just because like now I understand certain things that I didn't understand before and to be honest I hate the whole like um you know let's put it into buckets of like you're single and I'm not but like I just think that it's the partnership aspect like when you share oh when you live with someone you share a space with someone you you share issues because like if somebody has a problem at work you're going to ultimately have to you know help them deal or they're going to bring that energy home and you know, kind of, you're kind of working simultaneously side by side. So definitely, I think that I'm always learning. I'm always learning from my relationships and not just my romantic partnership, but like my friendships too. Like I definitely think age does that and everything experience does that. So I think it's more of an experience thing as opposed to, um, 
you know, because I'm in a relationship, I give different advice, if that makes sense. I completely agree with that. And and to an extent, you know, it's hard to take advice from some of my friends because no one's really been in a relationship or as many relationships, um, you know, consecutively back to back or as long as I have to put themselves in my shoes. And, you know, the opposite is also true. I don't necessarily feel qualified to give my single friends um, the advice that maybe I think would be appropriate. And oh my gosh, don't even get me started on giving my single friends advice on what to say because Whew, do you have that? that do I'm you, not single. <laughs> do you have that? Do you have like a bunch of annoying single friends that are like, oh my God, what do I do? And then you're just like, you have no idea how this is so hard for them to figure it out. All the time. And it's not really so much that I I think like, oh, like, why can't they figure it out? It's more that like, holy shit, I've, I've never been you know, on a dating app and having to come up with these clever responses. It's, it's been via text or like, I, I miss what it's like being cold to other, other people and like kind of playing a game. I am terrible at it. So when you come, when you come to me for advice on what to say, I think it's going to be very outdated. I haven't been single clear, like in four years now. So my responses back then are probably not even cool now. Um, I think that honestly, one day, like if I was single, and not in a relationship, that would be something that I would really heavily need, need to lean in to my friends for because genuinely inexperienced when it comes to that. So do you miss like your single life? like, Or what is it that you miss? Because nobody really misses a single life if they're in a relationship because you're trying to say like, oh, I'm happy in my relationship, et cetera, et cetera. But what is it that you do miss about it? Because obviously it's not the dating part. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's so many different things to miss. Um, some of the stuff I, I still do, but not not in a promiscuous way like for example i don't i don't change the way that i act on social media um i never have i mean granted like i'll archive some pictures and and this and that like you know to be respectful but when it comes to posting on instagram i'm not going to shy away from throwing up a thirst trap but i really do miss the attention of being single and doing that because the attention that you get then versus the attention that you get now um you know it's a little bit different People know that you're single and they, they'll slide into your DMs um, both ways. But when they know that you're single, they'll try a little extra hard. So I do miss the attention aspect of it. And also when you go out, I really do miss playing games, at, at, like just being at bars and being sneaky and, um, you know, flirtatious <laughs> in, in that aspect. But, you know, you can still do some of those kinds of things when you're single, too, if you want to if you want to get into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they're like they're they're have. Ugh, sorry. There have been yeah. like people that do role play and stuff where they pretend like their significant other is completely new just to spice things up. And I feel like after a few years, I mean, you would probably miss that. Me and my single life, like that type of stuff I hate, like the whole actually no, I do like playing mind games, but not necessarily with the intention of in the long term, like dating somebody. Because that's where it gets sort of fishy. And I think that's where a lot of people end up in the situations that they end up in, which is like they start playing the mind games and it's all fun and games at first. And then you end up with a very fractured or toxic relationship out of it. Mm-hmm. So you probably got really lucky that it didn't happen like that to you. But Or maybe I'm the toxic one. I don't know. Maybe I'll put the dots together. But if I mean, in my experience, I think that if you play the game, you just have to play a right balance because... I mean, I've gotten lucky that I was able to turn it into a relationship, but I know it's not always the case. I think you have to have the right partner to be able to play the game that you want. 
Um, but there's nothing wrong with ghosting a little, you know? That's what I think. And and now is sort of like that whole, because everyone's like, no, you just have to be honest. Like we're past the bullshit and we're past the games and no one wants to do that anymore. And it's not necessarily that I, I believe in the games because I don't, I actually, I, it it coyish, like, or when you're being coy or you're trying to flirt, I totally get it. But like when you're actually trying to form a relationship, it's not fun not knowing how the other person feels like that is just, it's pure anxiety at all times. But I do understand the little bit of mystery that you always want to have. It makes it more fun or it makes it more exciting versus like a very, I don't know, formulaic relationship, which is why I've always said like when I go out on a first date, like I hate answering the typical questions or interrogations that make you feel like you're at a job interview because it shouldn't be that way. It should be completely different. It should be something about like forming a connection and some sort of spark. And that's where I kind of like it, where it's a little bit mysterious versus like everyone else that says, no, when you go into a first date and stuff, you got to ask all the hard hitting questions because if not, you're wasting your time. I'm like, well, you're wasting your time if you're going on a date with someone you're not sure how you feel about them yet, in my opinion. Like, oh my gonna- gosh, definitely. I, I mean, I haven't been on too many first dates, but if someone was coming at me with really intense questions, I feel, I would feel kind of attacked, you know, I'd be like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even think about like, how I want to respond to this. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's all about connection. And and when you're on that first date, or, you know, you're just getting to know the person, it's, it's if you feel that spark, then the questions don't feel forced. They don't have to be like a checklist, um, or like standard questions, you know, conversation will naturally flow. Um, but yeah, honestly, that's so nerve wracking. I'm, I'm thinking about what it would be like if I had to go on a first date again, I feel like so out of practice. <laughs> that, and that's so crazy. Cause I mean, and obviously all respect to your boyfriend and everything, but I think you would kill it if you were, if you were single. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. You, I never, would take know. you, you never know guys. Like, I mean, obviously like I'm, I'm happy in my relationship right now, but you know, you can't ever take anything too seriously. You can't take life too seriously, relationships too seriously, because anything can change at any time. And, um, you know, I'm always prepared for the fact that, like, you know, it, it won't it won't work out or maybe it will work out. I try not to get my expectations too high because usually when you do, you get let down. Um, so I'm just I'm going with the flow. I'm going with the flow. I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to force anything. <laughs> and I love that. I think. And that's why I really wanted to have your perspective on it, because I think everyone sees like there's this huge uh, divide. I don't want to say divide because there are obviously bigger things. Maybe to be divided it is a on. divide. But maybe it is. A, yeah, I was like, maybe it is a divide between people that are single and then people that are in long term relationships. They're like, well, you don't get it. You don't get it. And you're in a completely different world. And clearly that's just been my experience with my friends that are, have been in, you know, serious relationships for such a long time because they really do see it as like. A completely different life stage and there are mm-hmm. things like you know I hear from my friends and relationships all the time like oh thank god I don't date anymore because if I had to do dating apps like I I would be you know and I would suck at them and I'm like well I don't do dating apps and I could never do dating like I just can't it's not mm-hmm. my thing so I totally get that but I still think that there are certain things that you can lend some sort of experience or advice to like Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that, you know, there's definitely things that I would be stronger in versus like, you know, some of my like I have a girl gang, like not a girl gang, but like a girl group of best friends. And we have a group chat and like each one of us, I think, specializes a little bit more in some things than others. Like, you know, if you want to come to me about like 
what to get for your birth um what to get for your boyfriend for their birthday or like a holiday or whatever what to get their parents like i got you like that's my area of expertise but for example like if you're trying to figure out what you want to write like to a guy to kind of get his attention but also be kind of playing games whatever i'm not your girl so um i think that there's you know, different people that you go to for different advice. And it doesn't always has to do with um, what stage of life you're in because, I mean, like you could be with children and, and like have your own house, but like you could technically be st- still be single or you could have um, been in a relationship for 10 years before that. So it just really depends on like what is in your playbook and the kind of experience that you can, um, you know, lend your advice to I mean, I, I have no problem like giving advice to my friends. I just don't know always if it'll be the best advice. I think, though, if you gave the advice and it didn't work out, like it, it probably wasn't even meant to work out. Like everyone, exactly. I, I can give the best advice in the world. And I've been told that I give really, really good advice. And you yet do. When it comes You've to, given me great advice before. Thank you. But when it comes to like my own personal life, like that's always a mess. Like I do not take my own advice at all. There have been situations that have, have my friends that have come up to me, guys and girls, and they're like, you know, what do I do in this case? I'm like, drop them. Like, what are you doing? Like that or that guy sucks or he's terrible or like, why are you still in this? But I know that if the tables were turned around and my friends have done the same thing where they've told me like, Daniela, what are you doing? I just sort of ignore it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, exactly. so I don't even take my own advice. You got to practice what you preach, but obviously <laughs> no, that doesn't always that. happen. Yeah. And I, I would say, I would even venture to say that, I mean, I've worked with you closely and like, we've also had our personal conversations, but we're definitely idealists, like, and, or not, not idealists. What's the opposite? Like realists, like, you know, yeah. And, and we look at things for what they are. Um, we're very analytical and strategic with things. Um, and then when it comes to your own relationships, sometimes emotions can get in the way of that. So I completely, completely feel you. It's, it's a little bit different from the outside looking in. Um, and then when it's your own situation. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously on the podcast here, we're always talking about the struggles that we have in dating in getting to know people. Um, I think we've exhausted all of those topics, but we've never actually talked about the struggles that you have in relationships that are long-term or like, or or when you actually are in a relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend, like the things that come up and the different types of struggles. So shed some light on those because I would not be able to, to dive too deep into any of those on, from my perspective. Well, I think in every relationship, there's gonna be hot button topics, right? That you'll constantly like have a huge fight about and they all kind of circle back to like a core issue. Um, I would say like every relationship has at least one core thing that they, you know, have to get over initially that one big fight. Um, And then separately, there's those little moments of like little spats, little arguments that kind of keep the relationship spicy. Um, And I I think it's so important to have those because when you don't fight at all, which if a couple tells me they never fight, I'm sorry, that relationship is not lasting because you can't agree on everything. It's just impossible. Unless you date yourself, there's no way that you're going to find a partner that agrees 100% in every capacity, in every topic, in every situation with you because it just doesn't exist. And even Um, then, you change your mind as your own self. So I'm like, even if I were to date myself, I would probably be the most frustrating person to date because I change my mind so often. Exactly. You change, your opinions change based on the different experiences that you have. I mean, it's 
it's just impossible to find someone that's always going to agree with you. And I think that, you know, there's that balance. Like if you guys fight too much, if you just agree on too many things, you're not going to be together. If you agree on everything, you know, that's not good either. So you have to find a good amount, someone that, you know, you enjoy getting into spicy discussions with or like having a difference of opinion. Um, and I think it's healthy to have those little little spicy moments and i keep saying that because it really does keep things interesting and alive and it makes you think differently of the person too like wow you know they they might have a really interesting viewpoint or wow like you can't believe that they think something like that and it it keeps your mind stimulated and i think if you don't if your mind is not stimulated in a relationship you get bored you start to look around and you know that that in itself causes some issues and you always want to be able to make up and and get past something because things will come up in life and it's just like mini practice um for the bigger battles and the bigger the bigger hurdles that come in the future yeah so what if some of the things that i that either you've fought in your own like relationship or like specific you know i've always heard the the issue sometimes with like younger couples and everything, which is the the, the fights of like the in-laws, right? Like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with what your mom is saying or your mom or your, your parents are putting way too much pressure on us to, you know, take it to the next step or whether it's having a kid or getting married or something, or, you know, they have parents that meddle too much. Like the parenting thing, I think always tends to come up and that's a big struggle for a lot of people. But what are some that have fallen in your past relationships or in your current relationship? Well, I mean, I could go on for days. <laughs> um, I think like smaller things that, you know, are manageable is like always fighting on what we're going to eat that night. And it seems so simple, right? Like, but just picking somewhere to eat is just a big struggle because it has to appease both of your appetites. And it's not like just a friend that you meet up with that is just one night and it like, you know, you can kind of compromise if it's consistently all the time it gets kind of annoying and you just want to pick a place, especially if you're hangry. So that's, that's like a constant throughout our relationship and it's very minute, but sometimes they do get intense and we get into heated arguments over where we want to eat. I feel um, like that's, that's the type of fight that you have. That's usually the cherry on top of whatever other struggles you have. So like if you're upset about a particular issue and it just happens that that night, you guys end up fighting about where it is that you're going to eat like that's going to be the thing that sets everything off it's like oh, it's absolutely. like the little timer on the bomb that's been waiting or the little detonator um but that's also oh, my that. <laughs> that's also my sort of like I, I don't know how to say it like selling point whenever I talk to people because I'm like hey listen you will never have the issue about where to eat or what to eat with me because I'm just an indecisive person but I'm also happy wherever it is that we end up going so as long as you make the decision I promise I will not fight it like <laughs> as so. long as that person is also a little decisive you know because I think my struggle is that we're both very indecisive people so oh, you know you can imagine if two undecided people try to pick a place like, I don't know. You, like, I, I don't have know. run like, into, yeah, I've run into that issue when I've gone on vacation, like with a friend where it's just like me and them. And this actually happened recently. I ended up going to Tulum with a friend and uh, like, no, like true friend or whatever. And we're both so extremely, we're both extremely indecisive. And I remember like for every single day we'd wake up and we're like, uh, so should we have breakfast? And we're like, I mean, I don't know, I guess you want to have breakfast. Oh and it's my like, God, my worst nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, Libra. I'm, I'm allowed to be undecisive by nature, but um, yeah, that that's just not a good long-term 
um, boyfriend fight to have because I would go crazy. I would go crazy. But it was so funny because we didn't fight about it because we both knew we were indecisive. We were like, well, whatever oh you want to do. And I'm like, no, whatever you want to do. I don't care. It's because we both genuinely just did not care. Like, even it's like, well, what do you want to eat tonight? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? So it was never that we were uh, fighting back and forth about what it is that we should or like I was unhappy with his decision, but I didn't know what I wanted. It was just like... We both. It was like agreed. Like we both agree that we don't know what we want to (laughs) do. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I'd also say like, you know, just bigger things that are a a watch out. If any single person is listening to this, the first time you meet your parent, their parents is so important because it kind of like that. This is before you have any um, preconceived notions about them, really. And you just experience it for the first time. Take it all in. Take in the dynamic and make sure that you watch the interactions between the parents too because um i mean at the end of the day that guy or that girl grew up within that relationship with the parents so you got to understand that that's probably going to play some impact in um your relationship as well and for the boys well if if for the boyfriends i guess um if you have a oh my gosh why can't i speak (laughs) this is for this is for the for the girls that are looking out um, to their boyfriend's families. I've personally learned in my relationships that the relationship with the mother is so critical. And I'll say that in a good way and a bad way, right? Like you want you want a guy that treats their mother good because it's a reflection of how they're going to treat you. But there's always a caveat, right? So you don't want to find someone that has an obsessive mother and is hovering over their son and their precious yeah. son and my son and uh because that relationship will always be number one and you will always be number two. And I think I learned that in a past relationship. I don't say I think, I know I learned that in my last relationship and it is a huge red flag. Um, and yeah, unless you're always good with being number two, run away. <laughs> <laughs> it's run true. for the hills. And um, th- so I've I've actually seen like a lot of that in Hispanic families mostly where the mom tends to be very, very overbearing of the son. And I see it in my own family. Like my mom, my brother is my mom's favorite. It doesn't matter. And it's totally fine. Every parent has a favorite. I don't care what they say. Even if they say they don't, they may never admit it, but they all do. And my brother really is my mom's favorite. And the way that he grew up, it's not just because he's the youngest, like, but he was very, very babied by my mom. He is still babied by my mom. And you know what? It is what it is. I don't think it's been bad for him because thankfully he's had other, you know, factors in his life that have helped him sort of elevate and step up as a man. Um, And he's the opposite of me. He's been in a relationship with his girlfriend for almost six years now um, since they were like 14. Mm. Yeah. He's only he's actually probably like a year younger than you. And, um, and, but I have seen how it's sort of even affected their relationship, right? Like, and she jokes around it, about it too. Like it's cause it's not too bad of a thing with how it is with his mom. But like, you know, my brother sometimes has his moments where he's like, well, whatever, I'm just going to call my mom to fix it, you know, or like, or he still oh, falls yeah, back. Absolutely. He still falls back on my mom as, you know, that sort of support system, um, which thankfully is good. He has a very good relationship with her. But I, I always see it as like, a, mm, you know what, when when I'm going to date somebody like I do think it's extremely important how they treat the women in their life, including their mom. So I would rather it be good then obviously have zero relationship or a bad relationship but I'm always very cautious 
when when getting to know someone like what's the dynamic here like how much I think it's the codependence I think it's the codependence like can they function with that person maybe being unreachable for two weeks or are they going to have a mental breakdown because they don't know how to live without you know their parent um so that also comes with maturity level but it it just becomes ingrained I guess in the way that they grow up and the way that they want to handle life situations and let me just say if they're going to go to their mom for advice about you well I mean, I think we can all kind of assume how that'll go That's over. That's weird, though. If you See, date a mommy's boy. Yeah, I don't... Mm, one thing is, like, being very close to your mom, but, like, going to advice for her? I don't know. Yep. That's, like, going to her for advice? That's, that's, that's a little weird. Yeah, right? Especially if you have... Um, if you're dating a mommy's boy and, you know, that that woman to her is like, my son, my son, my everything, then... You know, but the kind of advice that they're going to give their son is, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she would do that. I can't believe right. this. There's always, and you, you kind know. of want to. Yeah. You want them to have a healthier advice relationship with their friends and not so much their mom, in my yeah. opinion. So you mentioned at the very beginning that you're a very jealous person. How? Oh, of course. <laughs> jealous in what way and how has that sort of affected your previous relationships? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't do well in the talking phase. I like to play the game as long as I'm in control of the game. I I think I'm jealous when it comes to um, having to share, you know, um, whether that be a relationship or like even hooking up with someone. Like I would hate to see that person with someone else. I personally like to have the attention um, and the exclusive attention in a relationship. Um, and obviously when you date, you know, a mommy's boy, that that's going to get in the way because you're constantly sharing the attention with um, another woman, even though it might not necessarily be romantic. It's just sharing um, that person's attention and priority. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't know that I would be because I always say I'm like, oh, I feel like I would be super chill or like I am super chill because jealousy for me is always a red flag, right? There's certain levels of jealousy that I think can be healthy in a relationship or oh, yeah, maybe not yeah, yeah. jealousy, but just like. I find it kind of attractive when a guy is a little territorial, you know? Right. I think there's like a line between like possessive, like are they trying to figure out your passwords to your phone so they can Correct. snoop around or is it more so that, you know, they're, they're trying to get more information about like who you're hanging out with, like for your safety and to kind of protect you and, and yeah, to and that's you totally know, watch different. out for you. Totally. But like, you know, they, the little bit of, a, of, I don't know, the, the body language that they get when you're both at a bar and maybe they catch another guy looking at you and they're like, Whoa, oh, you know, like yes. that that I think can be can be cute and, and somewhat healthy because it makes you feel like, hey, you know, he 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 cares <laughs> in some sort of way or something. You know what? You know what that reminds me of is like that TikTok, the the girls that are like five things that guys do that are hot for absolutely no reason. And it's the two girls at a gas station. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I've seen it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need to send it to you afterwards. But basically it's like, like stupid things that guys do that are super hot for, for no reason. It's, it's self-explanatory, but the, the, the way that they animate it is like absolutely perfect. But you know, it's that, that body language, the little, the little, um, change in the jolt that happens in their body when yes they that's exactly what someone about. you've hooked up like they can clearly see that you have some sexual tension with someone at the bar oh I, know, I, I do just, find I that attractive that energy i really right. i know and, and maybe it's toxic. <laughs> it's like maybe it's toxic <laughs> but i actually really do like it I, I have to admit like i 
I mean, I also, but there's also like, like that's healthy. And then there's like toxic, which is, I actually find it really attractive. The, the, the brief moment when a guy is going to get into a fight to defend your honor, not the actual fight, but like the moment right before, like if you're going to come and defend my honor. The cause is like worth fighting for. Yeah. Right. Super hot. That's super hot. hot. So that I can totally understand, but it, when it becomes like questioning, because I hate being questioned, that is probably like the unhealthy part. Like I like don't oh, ask me yeah. about that kind of stuff. Like why are you asking? No me one wants about to be friends? interrogated. Absolutely not. And yeah, like one is like you're under you're under pressure and it feels like you're in trouble almost. And then the other one, it's it's more like they feel the need to compete for you. I think that you know defending your honor and like standing up for you and like you know feeling like oh shit, like I need to just like mark her as mine so that, you know, no other guy like thinks that they can have her. Like that, like that's definitely hot. Yeah. I think that's definitely hot. Because one, <laughs> one is born from like this sort of like, oh, I feel very desired and, and very wanting to be like protected or cared for. Mm-hmm. And then another one stems from an insecurity, right? Where like you you don't feel secure in a relationship. So I think that there's, there's two different types that I would definitely, I would definitely call out. Yes insecurity is just never good in any aspect of, in my opinion because you know you want that you want that trust and sometimes like when they're insecure it feels like you don't you don't have that trust I feel like I'm talking also in um so many like broad terms and not giving like specific examples maybe I maybe I should give like an example of go for of it one of these things go for it you can get as deep um, or as shallow as you want <laughs> Okay, well, maybe maybe I can talk about like things I've done in my past that I'm not proud of in a relationship. For the, for the, yeah, totally. Because for the record, I always stay sh- in shallow water, and I get so much shit from it from my guests and my co-hosts because they're like, "You're always asking the questions," and when it turns, like when we have to turn around and ask you, you're like, "Nope, nope, nope. I'm not getting into that." So yeah, go, I'm gonna, I'm worry. gonna, I'm. I'm going to try like dive in a little bit because I feel like I've been a little shallow in this call. I don't even know for what reason, like. Um, thinking back to when I was in college, I used to be very insecure. And I think that it's changed over time. Like, I don't care so much for things that I did back then as I do now. For example, my boyfriend following Instagram models, why did that bother me then? Doesn't really bother me now. But at the time, I used to always, like, go in and, and like, see who he follows. And I, I this is so toxic of me. I used to go on that person's profile and see how far in the timeline that my significant other started liking pictures from that person. (laughs) Yeah, I know, psychotic. And then I would like think back to, did the likes start when he was single or did the likes start when we were in the relationship? And it just kind of spiraled and spiraled. And honestly, I think it just came from an insecurity of just not being secure um, with that person. And like, you know, thinking that there was loyalty. I I thought maybe there was like some unloyalty involved um, or what's that word? Not unloyalty, like, Disloyalty? Um, disloyalty? Infidelity? Infidelity. Yeah, I thought maybe there was like some infidelity to find. And honestly, I think it's because I saw it from other friends and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want this to happen to me. I'm going to be an FBI agent 24-7 and just monitor it. You must have loved that tab on Instagram, the the one that like literally no, told you. No, I all- actually didn't. Because I never used me- it. I never understood why. And then people were like, when it was gone, they freaked out. I was like, why are you guys freaking out? Like, Oh, no. I was not the person to freak out when that disappeared because, to be honest, it didn't give me enough information. And while it tells you, like, who they followed and, like, Wait, what picture they Wait, did you just like, say it because it didn't give me enough information? <laughs> yes, because if you think about it, it only gave you information, like, three minutes before. But I wanted to know, like, 
the long term. You wanted a like, timestamp on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can get into some of my um, crazy snooping techniques oh if, if you want to get a little toxic. <laughs> Let's um, go for it. So, oh, this is a good, this is a good one. So I had a friend, my friend was dating. Okay. Let's level set here. My boyfriend and I had just started dating and he had a couple friend. This couple had been together for two years before we even got together. And I'm still friends with, um, these people like to this day. And I think the story is hilarious. Um, so naturally I'm new in the relationship and I don't really know like much of what went on before me at this point. And I think this kind of started to trigger my crazy. Um, I guess at some point, like they had their own infidelity issues and she said, Melissa, she texted me. She's like, come over to my apartment right now. And I go over there and she's like, pull out, pull up Facebook. And I said, okay, like blah, blah, blah. And I went along with it. And she was like, I need you to um, go into your settings and I need you to go into um, location and this and that. Like he, she get, led me down like a, a back door through Facebook of like privacy logs and that it, information that it stores about you. And there's this whole aspect where, where Facebook tracks your location without you even knowing it and the exact dates and the exact times that you were there. Do with that information what you will. But basically she... Wow always had this suspicion that when they were broken up or on a break, you know how Ross from Friends has, we were on we a break. We were on a break, yeah. Yeah. So she had the sneaky suspicion that her boyfriend had done something. So she goes back to this date to see if it, you know, was accurate, asked me to confirm it. And then she snuck onto her boyfriend's laptop on his Facebook, went through all his locations, geolocation pinpoints within that time frame. And found out that, um, you know, my boyfriend had picked him up that night, allegedly, and she wanted to know what the address was. So she had a location and she had me send my boyfriend that location be like, hey, like, do you remember this place? Got me involved and my boyfriend involved. And I've been like, like, no, I'm staying out of this. (laughs) And he started turning red, like red. And I was like, what's wrong? What's so triggering about this location? And I got worried. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, nothing, like nothing at all. And and she and he started getting all like weird and like all like antsy and jittery. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something to unpack here. So it turns out that they both went over to this apartment to hook up with the roommates before me. And let me just say, at that point, we kind of had like a like, who should I, you know, kind of not be super close with or like super close friends with if you've hooked up with them in the past like not not asking for details but like if they're within our circle you know like you should let me know this girl fell outside of that so I was finding out more information and yeah things got a little crazy but I that Facebook location thing it's really freaky it's to the day to the hour it tells you like what time you left how long you were there um clear your Facebook location settings ladies and gentlemen (laughs) <laughs> so it's like now that we we uncover the secret like now we're gonna give you the hack which is get rid of all get of your rid history. of all the evidence and also the same is on google maps so she verified this information also using um the she google the Don't. google um what's it called the google it has a history of everywhere you've ever oh been oh my gosh she authenticated the data <laughs> yes she did she authenticated the data the true fbi award goes to her honestly um but you know, it really depends how many levels of privacy you want to breach. 
So I could actually honestly have you probably for an entire episode just to say like the craziest stories. If you could find a way to like pile up consolidate all of your, them. yeah, consolidate all of your crazy stories because every single other week I think I hear one. I'm not even going to spoil some of the ones that I've heard, but I'm like, what the fuck? Melissa's living the life that I wish I would have lived because a they sometimes like when it involves you, it's always good. Like, damn, I wish that Aww. happened to me. Thank and you. B, when it when you've just been around or it's happened to a friend, it's always like, what in the world? Like this makes good for a good HBO TV episode. Oh my gosh, thank you. Well, I'm glad at least my um my past negative experiences can help somebody. And whether that's <laughs> entertainment or just life lesson, happy to do it. For and, sure. I mean, you hear that. You heard it here first, guys. I'll be back. I'll be back for another episode, hopefully. 100%. I will definitely plan it out a lot better. This is just the the return of, of the episodes. We're wrapping up the second season, actually. But I am so happy to have had you here. Um, guys, honestly, if you want to follow for very, very good content, uh, at Melis, M-E-L-I-S, Sif Silly, C-I-F-C-I-L-I, right? Perfect, yes! And it'll be in this little, description too, so. Little IG plug, and then also follow me on TikTok, Home with Mel. Um, I post yes. lots of home content there. I l- had a little moment of TikTok fame. Um, no, no, you're a plugging total queen all my on account. that. No, I'm going to have all your accounts definitely linked on here. So thank you so much for being here. Of course, this was really fun. I'm so glad you had fun. Until next time, I think our next episode will probably, I don't even remember what I'm going to talk about for the next episode. I will add in the the outro here, but thanks guys. Okay. (laughs)